Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week? Ah, we started off the week shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew. And we talked about the things that men say they hate to see women wear. Well, the first thing they talked about, shoes that you can't walk in. Yes. <laughs> Yes, men said that they don't like to see women wear shoes where they're wobbling and they're twisting over their ankles. Yes. Do women still do that? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, yes, yes. And we had our resident man on who said yes. Can't stand to see women walk around like that. Uh, what about the shoes that don't fit? Mm. <laughs> oh, even our girl Tamika said she can't stand to see the shoes where the woman's toes are out or the spaces, a whole lot of spaces in the back of the shoe. Do women still do that? Is this stuff like real still? You know, we're, are we talking about something they used to do or talking about the stuff they do now? Because people are really still doing this stuff? Mm. Oh, well, they said that they hate to see when women wear clothes that mm, don't stay up at the top. Wow, yes, yes, yes. They said, oh, little, you know, small-chested women, they can wear those little halter tops. But the heavy-breasted women need to make sure that they don't wear those things. 
Wow. Wow. Well, it was an interesting read and interesting responses we got back from the due time crew. And we got our mixture. We got the woman's perspective and we got the male perspective. So that was kind of interesting. That was kind of interesting. Well, we got our switch with Shantice on Monday. And the tip, be ready for the field. Again, you know, church is not the most popular thing. has never really been. But even more so these days, people are really kind of turned off with some of the things that they see going on in the church. And they're not necessarily running to the church house. So you, as a servant of God, you've got to be ready to get on out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Be ready to get on out there and get in the field and, as they say, go out into the highways and the byways and get your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to go out there and, and gather up your people and bring them in because they're not necessarily uh, running into the church house on their own. So be ready to get out there because that's what God is requiring of us, okay? All right. Well. Let's talk about the Tuesday Church Folk Day rolled around, and we got to talking in the My Two Cents segment about Kingdom Business Season 2, Episodes 5 and 6. And, woo, what a set of episodes. Well, you know, this, I keep saying, this particular season is really loaded with quite a few messages. And one of the messages for this week was, you know, you really have to go back to the basics and tell the truth. Tell the truth. It, this, this seems to be something that our girl, Danita, can't seem to get through her thick head. Yeah, I mean, she has been told from the very first season over and over and over again about just being truthful, being honest, how God is expecting us to tell the truth. This is not something that's really optional. And, you know, it's it's really hard for her to kind of pick up on this particular mm, piece of advice, and that was the cliffhanger for last week, all right, because this week's episode was something different. We haven't gone through that one yet, so, oh, my goodness gracious, it is, <sighs> I hope you don't have that problem with being honest, because as you can see, this is something that was really quite challenging for her, and we hope that it's not a real challenging thing for you. Okay? Okay. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we got to talking with our girlfriend Viv in our socially conscious segment. And mass shootings and guns were the topic this week. 
even to the tune of our bodega owners and workers are buying up the guns even more because of all the stuff that they're going through. And, you know, can you really blame them? But the scary part is, do we really need more guns on the street? Mm, I don't know, y'all, because it seems like the more guns we, you know, we have out there, the worse it gets. So they're going to, you know, get some training and uh, hopefully they'll trust God more. Yeah, I found a segue into the other topic of conversation because that's what the ladies talked about, learning to trust God completely in, in all of the different ways that you can learn to actually trust God and reading his word and understanding that, you know, mm, you're not in control. At the end of the day, you may think you are, but you're not in control. Wednesday's conversation with the ladies was excellent, and you really need to go back and listen to that conversation because I promise you, you're going to be blessed and get a lot out of it. Okay? All right. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and we had our girl, our sister, our minister, Gertie Gordy, Tress Talk with Gertie. And she talked about her brand-new book that is already at number three. When she started, it was at number seven, and it worked its way to number three, Loving Your Tresses a step-by-step guide to natural hair care. And, ooh, what a conversation as we went through the different chapters in the book and how to care for your natural hair. And, you know, our our girlfriend gave us a nice little understanding and definition of natural hair, that that there could have been a lesson in and of itself so go please go get the book again it's loving your tresses a step-by-step guide to natural hair care something that you definitely want to have in your arsenal and get to buying it's only 9.97 yes so go ahead let's make that book number one okay all righty well Today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do and talk to the men. It's something we are going to do. Yes, it's time to talk to the men. It's the end of the week, and oh my goodness, I don't know about you, but I am so thankful to God that it's Friday. Ah. Raise your hand if you feel the same way. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. We made it, y'all. We made it. By the grace of God, we are here at the end of the week. And we are together one more time. We got one more day. One more day to get this done. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. So, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that 
It's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. The circle of life begins with the birth of a child, and that journey begins with pregnancy. People who are pregnant or who have had a baby know their bodies and know when something does not feel right. When they speak, we must listen. Hear her. Learn more at cdc.gov slash hear her slash A-I-A-N. news for me, 
But I was like, what? So, okay. Now, remember, it was last week, I believe, that we were talking about Diddy and this whole issue with Cassie and, you know, how, okay, so we started with the story about Cassie with the accusation and then before we could sneeze, he already paid her out, you know, with uh, this undisclosed money or whatever, probably $30 million she was asking for. Okay, so that happened in a heartbeat, right? So then when we came back, I think it was last week, was when there were two other accusations that had come out of the woodwork, which we anticipated. That wasn't no, that wasn't no shock. And one of the accusations was the fact that back in 90 or 91, that along with Aaron Hall, he raped two women, this chick and her girlfriend. And we were like, okay, well, where the girlfriend at? How come she ain't saying nothing, blah, blah, blah. So this week... I'm going through my little stuff here and trying to figure out, okay, who are we going to talk about this week? And Aaron Hall pops back up. And when I tell you, I was trying to figure out, Stephanie, where you been? Because the stuff that they have been saying about Aaron Hall, so this it ended up falling right back into, you know, the... Who knew? Who knew? And I was like, well, what happened? Was I asleep all these years? Because, baby, the stories they have about Aaron Hall is, like, straight crazy. Now, let's go back. We all know the, the Hall brothers, Aaron and Damien, they were part of the group guy, the three-man group guy back with Teddy Riley, and, you know, he developed a New Jack Swing um, uh, sound, if you will. And if you remember, they kind of got launched on New Jack City soundtrack. Remember? Remember the dancing um, bartender with the bottle in his hand? He was throwing down. He was throwing down, y'all, off of Aaron, and, Aaron Hall, Damian Hall, and Teddy Riley, right? So I always thought, I never heard anything about the Hall brothers. Well, honey, ever since this thing came out about him being paired up and partnered with Diddy with this, um, you know, raping this girl or these women back in 1991, they have been talking about him left and right. Now, first of all, I got to tell y'all. They they were showing some pictures of him, and I got to tell y'all, oh, he's looking straight whipped. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, well, why he ain't got no teeth in his mouth? A couple of the pictures that they saw showed he didn't have no teeth. Um, they did a lot of video. They showed a lot of video of him. And, yo, he, 
He's looking toe up. And I said to myself, well, where I been? Because, now, see, here's the thing. Generally back in, um, you know, when we talk about, like, the rappers and things like that, like Curtis Blow and all of them from back in that day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, I just got a hit. Somebody says, Aaron Hall is, and it's a sad face. Now, are you saying to me that you've seen pictures of him or – you are surprised what I'm saying. So please send me that. Send me that. You know, when they show pictures of, like, the old schoolers, to me, now, y'all, I'm sorry, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. For Stephanie, I'm just saying this for me. When I look at you and you from back in the day and you were an adult or a late teen or an early adult, Okay, so somebody else saw pictures and they say he's really looking bad. Yes, he looks toe up. And people from back in the day, when they come on the scene and they and they and you haven't seen them in years and stuff like that, and they ain't got no teeth and they looking toe up, it's because they were on drugs, primarily crack, and drinking. And they had like a hard life. And I just never remember hearing that Aaron Hall was looking like this or, or 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 sounded bad or I just never heard anything. So last week when this stuff started surfacing about he was a part of Diddy's, you know, crew with the raping and the I was like, yo, really? Aaron Hall? I was like, boy, is that a stretch? Oh, no, because they ran a list of all of the people who had something to say. Now, I don't know where they get these people from. Sometimes they're like um, like um, unknown like comics or people in the industry. And sometimes, I remember when we did the first launch about Diddy and this particular Cassie story, they did this whole list of people, and they were like straight, just straight people, like fans, if you will. And this here was a mixture and what the people have to say. And this is when they started posting videos of Aaron Hall and some of the stuff that he has said over the years. And I'm like, no. Y'all, he is one sleaze bucket. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, they have him saying all kinds of things, and he talks quite a bit about his sexual antics openly, openly. So, unfortunately, because this has gone on over the years off and on, the accusation that this woman made about her and her friend being um, assaulted by Diddy and Aaron Hall, these people were not surprised. And I'm like, yo, really? So they say, according to some source, these are some records, some records, some court records, and some um, news, they're saying that according to the lawsuit, 
Diddy and Aaron Hall, they were very flirtatious and um, carrying on, offering these two women drinks all through the night that that's in question, right? And they say before the four of them ended up going to Aaron Hall's apartment, they say that the one who made the accusation, they call her Jane, though, because she's not coming up with her name, which I have a problem with. My thing is, listen, if you didn't wait 30 years or something to talk about somebody and smash their name, whether it's true or not, you might as well go ahead and tell them who you are. And I'll tell you why I say that. Yeah, and I know everybody saying, well, you know, remember he blew up somebody's car and all that kind of stuff, so you may not want to come forward. But anyway, he knows who she is if it's true, so it don't make no difference. So anyway, that's like, you know how he passed stuff to. All right, so they say that he was, they were offering them drinks all night, and then when they went up to Aaron Hall's apartment, um, they coerced her into having sex with Diddy. So they say after he ended up assaulting her, so I guess she said no. Um, when she was laying in the bed, shocked and traumatized, and she was getting dressed, they say that's when Aaron Hall barged in the room, pinned her down, and forced her to have sex with him. Now, then they say that this particular woman said that a few days later that Diddy allegedly tracked her down and assaulted her, choking her until she passed out. And supposedly, um, he feared that the other woman that she was with would tell what happened, and he was afraid of that, the story coming out through the friend. Now, see, this is what I say about when you sit and hold this kind of stuff, because I'm not, listen, I can't say whether it happened or not. Again, I said this last week, I said it the week before, I wasn't there. I can't say it. But my thing is, you hold on to all this um, story, and now, again, it always puts into question the validity. Now, last week, when, it, when the story came out, they didn't say nothing about after the rape of her and her friend, who still is silent, by the way, that he then found you somehow, tracked you down, and he choked you to the point of you passing out. Now, see, this is why I always say I have a problem when y'all go and take this money because let, let, let's play this back. Let's play this back. We're going to talk about this for a little bit, and it's going to go into my news time. All right, let's, let's play this back. You go out, you and your girlfriend going out, y'all hang out, y'all end up stumbling across Aaron Hall and, and, and Diddy. And they, you know, give you drinks all night and they kind of get you to the point where they can convince you to go up to Aaron Hall's apartment. They get you up there, they convince the first woman to go in the room and have sex with Diddy. Then, um, I guess that's when the rape was supposed to happen. Then... You know, while she was getting dressed, 
she says Aaron Hall burst up in the room and ended up raping her. Excuse me. Then somehow or another the girlfriend ended up being raped somehow during that time as well. Then a week or so later, he somehow tracks you down, Diddy, and chokes you to the point of you passing out and... He's afraid. Now, he's going to choke you because he's afraid of your girlfriend talking. Now, when you go and take this money, right? Now, I'm not saying she has because they haven't said this about her yet. But let's go back to the Cassie scenario where she just took the money and she didn't press no charges. How you got all of this going on and you don't press no charges? Listen. You don't think he gonna kill you over taking his thirty million? If if he gonna he gonna kill you, he gonna kill you, he gonna kill you for taking the money, he gonna take, kill you for opening up your mouth. He's gonna kill you, period. Because see now it's out there. So now you remain Jane Doe. You don't say anything, and now you if it gets to the point where because my question is okay. So what's the point of talking if you're not coming out for no money? And why you Jane Doe? If he tracked you down, he's so powerful that he was able to track you down and find you somewhere that he got you alone because clearly ain't nobody else, nobody else was around if he choked you and you passed out. Where, where the witness is at? So that meant that you were by yourself. So he got you by yourself. He choked you to the point where you passed out. You ain't said nothing in 30 years. You might as well go ahead and say who you are. He knows who you are. Would you think in 30 years he forgot your name? No. So I'm, I'm lost here. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I'm lost. But getting back to the whole new. Okay, so that, that's my little side note. Y'all know how I get. Now, here's the thing that I found so crazy. So they started talking about Aaron Hall over the years, openly talking about his sexual antics. And they say he has a filthy mouth, and they are not surprised that it happened because in his lyrics, don't be afraid. Now, everybody knows, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Remember from Juice? And that's the little clip when um, Omar Epps Q was with the girl from En Vogue, and they started off where they were looking at like video music box with what's his name? Um, how could I forget his name? My, my brain is. Um, and I just interviewed this man. Oh goodness gracious! I hope he don't hear this conversation. Um, Ralph McDaniel's. Okay, right, yeah, Ralph McDaniel. So that's the part of where the song is introduced into the movie. So they're saying that in the lyrics, he actually talks about what he's done. So they went to the lyrics where it says, no need to run and no need to hide. All the doors are locked, baby, and I have you inside. You can yell and you can hit me. It just makes me horny. And they're saying that 
Those are not just lyrics to the song, which I never heard. I, I, I never even picked out those. And listen, I'm going to be honest. All I knew was don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's the only part of the song I knew. That's the only part of the lyrics I knew. They're saying that these lyrics are actually him talking about what he does and what he has done. And they're saying that these particular lyrics are linked to the occurrence. Mm, when he got with this Gloria back in the day when he was 31 and she was 16 and she became his baby mama and he's been nasty ever since. They're even going back to, um, remember Peace of My Love? With um, Guy, they're saying that inside of the lyrics, in the background, some part of the ad libs, he calls her a dumb bee. And I was like, let me tell you, they had a clip of the song in the article. And I got to tell you all. I played it like four times because <laughs> I wanted to hear it, and it sounds like that's what he's saying, dumb B. And I'm like, all this time we've been listening to this music, we've been singing the song, and I never heard, understood that that's what he was saying in the background. Yeah. So they said something about he got with this group, Gloria Velez, Back in the day, and he was 31, and she was 16, and he, the, the bad part about it is he talks about her in the song, but then there's a video that he has out, and they give you a clip of the video from Twitter, where he talks about how he didn't, um, like, like, he didn't have to force himself. He's, you know, he got out the car in front of this celeb and that celeb. And, you know, she got out the, or he saw her and he snatched her. And, oh, I got a thumbs up. Somebody says, yes, that's in the lyrics. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Um, you know, he talks openly in the in the Twitter post about how he snatched her up and took her out upstairs and effed her. And when I tell you he is filthy, he is filthy. He is so nasty. They have another clip of him um, talking about how he was with um, women and all you have to do is ask this one or that one. Um, Devontae Swing of Jodeci and Diddy and how he um, effed so-and-so in public, in the public, and you can ask them because they didn't see me do this. And I'm like, what? You openly talk like this. And now, now. Somebody then came out and said that this is what you did. 
or you are going to pay for everything you didn't say because, baby, they're going to use that as ammunition. Oh, you can oh you can forget it. You can forget it. You can forget it. When when you are accused and then they have stuff that they can go back and pin video that's coming out of, of you you talking. This ain't nobody nothing that somebody didn't said about you. This is you openly admitting that this is what you do. This is how you get down. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you I had no idea that he had this type of reputation. And they say he is a washed-up crooner. Well, I got to tell y'all. Y'all go back and look at some pictures of Aaron Hall. Baby, I don't know what Damien look like these days, but the brother. And you know what? It makes me think. Ladies, and y'all can let me know if you agree. This is what happens when you are all washed up and dried up. You get to talking openly and in public about what you supposedly do. You get to openly talking about all the women you didn't had and you do this and you didn't did that. Because that's all you got to do is talk about it. Because maybe at one time you could get the women like that. But uh, based on the way he look now, I don't know how much he getting. Because he looks toe up. Who knew? So this is all a part of the continuation of what we've been talking about for the past weeks with Diddy. Because I have to be honest, when this came out last week about Aaron Hall and they threw the name out and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, I had never heard of anything negative about him, you know, and I'm not in the mix like that, you know, in the news always, you know, listening out for, you know, the, um, you know, the, 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 you know, people talking about the, you know, the, these uh, entertainers and things like that. But, oh, you know, you do hear, my head is not in the sand, so you do hear things over the years. And I vaguely remember this issue with Cassie and other little accusations coming out, but, you know, never... To any level of degree Well I tell you Ava Kelly move over Cause you about to get some family up in there Cause they about to wash all They about to pull out the holes And spray all your friends Cause they Don't worry about it You won't be spending the rest of your life up in there by yourself Cause by the time they finish with Diddy He gonna be sitting up in there Aaron Hall and his mouth he's gonna be sitting up in there beside him and i promise you it has only just begun and can i tell you how many artists are probably shivering in their boots right now because i do remember and they have brought up ever since this whole thing with diddy they have continually brought up um what's his name the other big one simmons 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 russell simmons now, I remember back in the day they had some women who said that they, you know, he had done some things to them. And now that this whole thing has come out about Diddy, the more they keep spilling stuff about Diddy, the more they keep bringing up Russell Simmons. So, listen, like I said, R. Kelly, move over because you ain't going to be alone. You will not 
be alone. Oh, my goodness. That blew me away last night when I started playing those videos. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is. And you know what? He's got a big mouth. And the way he was talking, you know, again, like I said, just like one of those guys who all he can do is talk about what he used to get and what he used to do. And it just was like wasn't surprising of somebody who was, quote, unquote, washed up, as they're calling him. But I was just surprised because, you know, it was just, it was it was nasty. It was really, it was just so nasty. And, you know, to all these girls and these women who want to be, have these men between their legs, yes, that's the way I'm saying it, because we all grown here. If y'all can't handle it, then y'all come talk to me in private. But listen, would y'all think that being in the bed with these men, with these famous people, with these athletes, with all y'all think this is cute? You know when they when you find them, yeah, ah, 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 y'all all twisted when you get to see them in the club, and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, a whole lot of stories are gonna, gonna start spilling out. I'm gonna be honest, I'm surprised it's taken this long since it's come out after the R. Kelly thing. Because not so much of the Bill Cosby thing, because the Bill Cosby thing was the old women, you know. It was the, the, the ladies from back in the 70s and all of that, but it was the R. Kelly story that spelled out all the young girls and things like that. And I'm surprised it's come out this far away from him. But with that limitation and that deadline showing up, oh, yeah, a lot of them going to miss the deadline, but a lot of them going to get $5, I'll tell you that much, because it ain't going to matter, because the dollar sign don't matter. Because just like with Cassie, it don't matter. She said, oh, she was talking because the deadline. What deadline? Deadline that you could get some money? I thought it was deadline for pers- for prosecution, I, for, for, for prosecuting these people and taking them to jail. So I don't know, y'all. But we in we 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 in for a I mean a the floodgates are open. They are fair game now and yeah yeah yeah. Cause now 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 since we spoke last week, there has been a fourth. So I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. I'm waiting for I got one of my guys on. I'm waiting for my other men to join me. Before I bring out the next story, wow, yo, the the news did not leave me searching last night. Cause do y'all know that Fifty Cent is in the news, and he's being sued for a billion dollars. Do you know why? There is a supposed real ghost, yes, of power. So Omar, Omar, Omari Hardwick, move over, because there is a real ghost in town. Now, some guy has put up two lawsuits claiming that he is the real life version of Ghost, and one is for three hundred million, 
and the other one is for $1 billion. Now, this Corey Holland Sr. is an alleged former drug kingpin whose street name was Ghost, and he is um, filing a lawsuit against 50 Cent, Courtney Kemp, Stars, and Lionsgate. Oh, saying that they used his life without permission. Now, he's also claiming that the storylines were the exact depictions of his life that stemmed from a series he'd done back in 2007 where he was supposed to be discouraging some at-risk youth from, you know, doing what he does and following in his footsteps and telling them, you know, stay away from the dangers of the street life. And he's saying that the success of power has now put him on law enforcement's radar because the show is talking about real-life um, uh, situations that, he supposedly lived. Now, in one complaint he says, this is not one of those lawsuits from a deranged fan or some somebody trying to capitalize off of someone else's success. This is about the actual theft of my life and the damages that it has done as well as the profits that the defendants have made from and stealing and telling my story without my consent. A separate lawsuit says that 50 assaulted him as a means of intimidation, and for that, he wants 300 mil in damages for intentional infliction of emotional distress and negligence in hiring and retention in addition to some other charges. Now, 50 says he wants this lawsuit dismissed because him and his legal team think that this guy's filing is untimely. Now, they say according to the court documents, 50's legal team says that the plaintiffs claim that he suffered from severe emotional distress is undermined by the allegations that um, the guy owns a weapon and he and his family repeatedly tried to confront 50 Cent. It also says that the alleged conduct by 50, that the guy came, that 50 came to, went to the guy's house in his neighborhood and, uh, did all of this stuff. Now, around late July or early August of 21, that the the guy says he can't remember exactly your honor, <laughs> but 50 decided to come to his neighborhood not once, but twice. And he says that um this is all of the stuff that happened while he was in his neighborhood. So 50 is saying that this should be dismissed 
for failure to state the claim and, you know, there's some First Amendment issues and all kinds of stuff. They're kind of going back and forth now. They also have, the lawsuit is trying to prevent Lionsgate from using this guy's life story as a foundation for future projects. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I got some questions. Shanti's. Please find out for me when power came out. Now, I, here's my question. Again, where you been? Where you been? Where have you been? Power didn't been out. Uh, they didn't have three seasons of Tariq's uh, Ghost Power Book 2. They didn't have Tommy, Power Force, and been through two seasons and has referenced Ghost. So my question is, if this is supposed to be about show life, how how would 50 Cent or Courtney Kemp or anybody have gotten so close to you that they were able up? Uh, Okay, so Power came out. Thank you. Power came out in 2014. Here we are in the mouth of 2024. So you've been asleep. Ghost been on your TV for almost 10 years, and you just realized it was your life, that your street name was Ghost, and they've been talking about you all this time. And now you just waking up and realizing it was you. Now, remember, now, he's saying that this is an exact parallel and depiction of his life. So my my thing is somebody would have to be close to you, right, to be able to go and give 50 all this information, Courtney Kemp, because they have here that on the credits, I always notice, and you know, if you listen to his due time, I always tell you, this house, we're credit watching people. And one of the things I seem to always watch out for, don't ask, I always look for the writers. I always look for who directed, because, you know, you have more emerging directors from you know, who used to be actors. So I want to see, the, you know, the credits and see who's director. So you got to pay attention to the screen. And it always says that this was created by Courtney Kemp. Um, Power was created by her. They always talk, change the writers. You know, you rarely see the same writers. Um, and in order for you to really say that this is your life, this this if you don't know... Curtis Jackson, if you don't know Courtney Kent personally, then how in the world would they be able to depict your life? In a book, on the screen, on stage, how would they be able to do this? So that's what I'm looking for. That was the information I was actually looking for in the um, in the uh, court documents that they were actually quoting. I was looking for that now. Like I said, I don't know about y'all. But those are the kind of questions that I ask. How would they have gotten to use you? Because he's not saying 
it's similar. He is saying the accusation is that it is an exact replica of his life to such a degree that now law enforcement has said, oh, well, this ghost is the ghost from Michigan, and this is his life. This is not like a BMF thing where they're talking about, you know, the the brothers who in real life had BMF, the black mafia family. So I don't know. I don't know. But I found that to be very interesting. And, again, where you been? That's my question. Why have you been silent all along? My other question is, how would 50 Cent know to, to who you were to come to your hood, to come to your house, and intimidate you? How would he know all of this? How would he be able to not only write about you, but then he's coming to your house, into your hood, to intimidate you personally? So my thing is, I'm sure if I'm asking these questions, he's going to have to answer these questions because it's just my, just my little pea brain. You would have to answer these questions also. So I want to talk to my boy Ainsley. Oh, and see what he's got to say. Good morning, Ainsley. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. I'm up. I'm very up this morning, this Friday, early morning. All Thank right now, good. I'm glad because I'm gonna pick your brain because I'm trying to figure out how some of this stuff is going down. Um, All right. Oh, okay. So it says, wait, wait, wait. It says he might have been incarcerated. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a little, little uh, two cent from my from my uh, listeners. He might have been incarcerated, which caused his delay. All right. Well, listen, why you couldn't make this claim from jail? They've done that before. Oh, listen, how many times has somebody had a a song out there and, you know, you didn't came out the woodwork and said, hey, that's my song. And and the person was in jail. Y'all remember that? So you've been in jail with your mouth taped? Come on. Come on. Maybe that's the possibility. Thank you. Thank you. My two cents. Come on, hit me up. Let me know what you think. I'm I'm open. All right, brother A's. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Aaron Hall story. And have okay. you heard that Aaron Hall was washed up like he is? You know, I didn't know he was that bad. I know he I believe I saw something he was bad. I've seen a performance he did. I guess he came back on stage. I guess it was like a guy reunion thing. It was really a Teddy Riley concert, but I guess he had a segment. He had the guy come out. I don't think Damien was there. It was just him, you know, because Aaron, he did the lead. But you can right. tell, um, um, it looked, to me, it appeared like he was <laughs> he was missing some choppers there. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I guess I figured, you know, being older, of course, you know, we ain't got the moves like he used to have. Because, you know, he used to do all that jumping around. And flip all over the stage. You know, you can't be doing all that when you're in 50, whatever age he is now. So, but I know he, you know, definitely changed. And um, I'm aware there was some business dealings and stuff like that. But overall, I guess he was, 
after basically took it like you know he just rolled off into the sun had sunset and was surviving some kind of way and he just mm. you know just just um what you call it just uh just just remember the good old days when you know he was <laughs> out there in the front of the public and stuff like that and mm. you know Success. I don't know. Wow. Even though he actually been successful as most people thought him and his brother were, you know. But yeah. Okay. Um, so it's amazing when you see people, you know, from back in the, from back in the day. He's looking at him now. They're like, whoa, he ain't got no choppers, mad. He didn't have yeah. a serious life. Not yeah. to get on choppers. I've got. I saw. Um, Something with uh, I think it was Alexander O'Neill. I was like, oh my God, what? Oh happened? no! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! No, Alexander O'Neill is definitely from back in the crack Emma epidemic era, and he was definitely out there. He was so you you know why he ain't got no teeth? Yeah, yeah. So I, it's, it's it's sad to see. I was like, oh my God, man. I mean, no teeth. I mean, is that you know, I mean, come on now. I mean, you can't put some dentures or, uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're in a limelight, your appearance. Right. You, you know, you right. some value in that. But it gets to the right. point where it's like, because you got to smile. I mean, it's going to become evident. So, yeah, <laughs> it, some, hard life some serious hard life went there. So, but Aaron Hall, I haven't seen that much um, about him. But let me tell you though, but the lyric in the song with the dumb B, I remember that. Yeah. Now, because you know, really? time, I don't, I don't. Yeah. So here's the thing: because most of the time, I don't really pay attention to the lyrics as much. I'm more into like the music, the instrumental right, parts, the arrangements, right. stuff. Like that. Right. But that is near the beginning of the song before he actually gets to the verse. Yeah. You know, so I'm. You know, I was like. And here's another part to it. It make you even then will make you wonder what are you talking about. Because there was a line he says, um, um, th- "There's some things in my past that should not be explained." Right, what? Right, what right, 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 I'm, right, you know, right. I'm, I'm black people. We creative. We say some things that don't make no sense. Like, or maybe you just can't understand. You know, like James Brown. What do we do? You know what he's talking about? He's just going with the fuck. But I mean, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. that don't mix. You know, but never to related to okay to uh, to some craziness like you know he was raping or taking advantage of women and stuff. It just didn't sound right. Then the dumb B that was to me that was kind of prevalent. I was like, oh my gosh! And to me, it I sounded like they knew that, that but they just mixed it so you, it's not as prevalent to hear the B word. But it's there. Wow. I did, I'm telling you, I did not. They had a clipping um, of the video, you know, that you could press the play um, arrow. And I was like, no, because I remember loving and playing this song. And I'm like, I never heard that before. Where is it? And when they, I had to play it like several times, I was like, oh, my gosh, is that what he's saying? Yeah, they really, they really, they really pulled out some of this stuff um, about his lyric writing. And you know, when he says that there's, you know, there's a few things in my past that cannot be explained. 
it always made for me, for me, it always made it seem as though he was explaining this like to a girl. You remember the whole thing is you got a piece of my love, you know. So he's talking to a woman. So I'm not thinking anything of those lyrics. My thing is he's telling the lady, you know, hey, you got a piece of my love. I know there's a whole lot of things that are going on in my life that, you know, I really can't, you know, explain and talk about. But I had no idea or was even saying that this was really, you know, him, like the rappers do. And it's funny because Shanti's brought this up yesterday when we were doing our Pray For Them, Young Thug, Dodos, when the rappers put stuff in their lyrics and the cops and the investigators yeah. and all kinds of things, you know, they go back and they pull up these lyrics and they use the lyrics against them. Well, here we go the next day. With this coming out of in our lyrics to our songs, and I'm like, don't tell me you really said all of this stuff in a song, you stupid idiot. So I don't know. Yeah. Wow, this is crazy. This is me, crazy. I mean, crazy. I always thought it was like, okay, this is me again. I know I don't be attention to lyrics, but even the whole song. You say you can have a piece of my love. I'm like, okay, I know it, it sounds kind of catchy. What do you mean a piece? <laughs> be a piece. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, n- I never thought about it like that. Never thought about it like that. Like you said, you know, we bump in and all of this stuff. I think I'm going to do a, a, a segment um, <laughs> where we pull apart some of these lyrics. And, you know, it's funny because I've been thinking about doing that in another segment, but now that this has come up twice in a week, I think I'm going to start doing some of that. So y'all can start throwing me some songs. Y'all know how to get to me. Throw me some songs and it's like, okay, really? You know, I never thought about it like that. Give a, a piece of my love um, is waiting for you. Girl, is true. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious yeah well this, know, this stuff is coming know, out nasty it nasty go along with it yeah all right yeah. hold on yeah. hold on hold on brother Ains I got I got a hit of some more lyrics since now I look at the lyrics please hush no questions no questions asked lay back and relax Girl, a very different way. See, now people are going to start pulling apart. Thank you for the submission. People are going to start pulling apart all your stuff now. I'm telling you, it's going to be a mess. This is going to be one big, fat mess, um, Brother Haynes. This is not going to be good. This is not going to be good at all. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. We got some stuff to talk about, our brother KL is on the line, so I wanna I wanna quickly talk about this most recent because you know we gotta follow these stories, gotta follow the stories. So now here we go. You've got hold on, hold on one second, hold on one second. Let me do this. Let me do this. All right, hold on. So this week's Diddy story. So he has finally released a statement after the fourth woman (laughs) 
has accused him of sexual assault, to proclaim his innocence. Now, here's what he says. Enough is enough, in all caps. For the last couple of weeks, I've sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening accusations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. Quote, unquote. (sighs) Now, remember after the Cassie thing? He paid, but he said, you know, this was no admittance of guilt just because he's paid her off. Um, Then he was hit with the other two lawsuits, including the one we just got finished talking about with Aaron Hall. And now that this fourth woman has um, come forward, and she claims that he was a part of a group of men who gang raped her at 17 years old in 2003. And they say that she's claiming she was flown from Michigan to New York by Diddy and was raped by three people, including bad boy president Harvey Pierre. Now, Pierre has been also hit with a sexual assault lawsuit under this Adult Survivors Act. So now she's adding, this particular young lady is adding to Harvey Pierre's allegations. So I don't know if she's heard that um, he's had some um, accusation made against him, but there goes another name. Now, I want to see how many names get dropped now that they didn't drop Diddy's name along with Diddy. So right now that's two, Harvard Pierre and Aaron Hall. Let's talk to our brother, our pastor, KL, to see what he says about enough is enough. Pastor KL, good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm lit over here. How are you? I'm not lit yet. <laughs> you not awake yet? Well, listen, I'm if Brother lit. Ainsley got you beat, you messed up. Right, right. You right. are so <laughs> messed up. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, so he has, you know, right now, you know, with this false allegation, he claims enough is enough. You know, for the past couple, for the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation, and my legacy. What do you think of his statement? Well, 
enough is enough now because they all coming out. It wasn't enough when you were doing your thing. You know, you mm. you, you had already planted the seed on destroying your legacy. You just didn't know when that root would grow. Mm. You know, but it, it, it had already been planted, and you planted it, and you planted it on bad ground. You know, so now that is growing into something that doesn't look so good. It's not a rose. It's a weed. And now you're upset, and you want it all cut down out of your backyard. You shouldn't have planted it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, what do you think about this fourth allegation with this young lady coming forward and saying when and she was 17 that he and three other men, let me see, he was a part of a group of men who gang raped her at 17 back in 2003. Yeah, three other people. She was gang raped by three people, including the bad boy president. Mm, what do you think about that one? Well, I, I still, you know, I still marvel at, at these women. And, you know, I'm not a woman, so I don't understand it emotionally. But I still marvel at these folks that they're 17 and then some 20, 23, 30 years later, now we're we're jumping on bandwagon. I mean, I, I, I just don't understand, and I don't want to say that it didn't happen. I just don't understand how you're this emotional now. You know, I, I would have been very emotional at that point if I had a gangbang. You know what I mean? Whether they were important, whether, whether they were top dogs, whether they were stars. You know, a, a violation is a violation no matter who does it. But now... You're feeling violated? I have a problem with that. Well, some might say that, you know, the Me Too movement comes from the courage, you know, you get from, you know, the other women coming forward and saying this happened. Now, ironically, nobody is talking about what happened today. The entire Me Too movement starts and gets its momentum from what happened yesterday. So that that that's the that's the claim that's made. Well, you know, now that other people have spoken up, now it's given me the courage to say what, you know, I'm saying today oh. and I know it happened many, many years ago, but I'm finally coming out with it. And I understand what you're saying, but it seems to me that this me too too um, movement is it's my money and I want it now. You know, mm-hmm. you got paid. Mm-hmm. You got paid. Me too. I'm in the me too moment. Me too. I want to get paid mm-hmm. too. Me too. You know, it, it's no let's lock them up, put them in jail, or you know any of that stuff. It's me too. You know, it, you got your money. They did the same thing to me. You know, what I mean, your <laughs> to, to, to lack of a better word, your stuff wasn't no greater than my stuff. You know, I I I I, I got violated too. Listen, I I I I don't disagree. Actually, I it, it it like I said, you know, before you came on, that's been my my the question mark for me. That's where the question mark lies for me. Um, and again, it just doesn't, you know, put. I, I don't know. My thing is, if I didn't stay quiet for thirty years, I'm gonna shut my mouth for good. I ain't opening my my mouth for for at all. But that's that's Stephanie. 
you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm still scratching my head at this stuff as well. And I am a woman. You said, you know, you're not a woman. I am a woman, and it just, it, 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 I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled. Maybe if I spoke to, you know, someone person to person, and I could get to ask my own questions, you know, maybe then I'd understand it a little better. But I don't, I don't get it myself. Uh-huh. The thing that I look at. 20 and 30 years later. Now perhaps you have a husband. Now perhaps you have children. So now you get them all involved in this. You, you know, now, now the children going to school and now their life is in turmoil. The husband has to deal with this from a whole nother level. I mean, is that fair? Because now you want to get rich, Dean? I mean, it's, it's a good point. It's a good point, especially when it comes to the children who are casualties in the war because children are insensitive, you know, to a lot of things. And they tease and, you know, all of this kind of stuff has been known to go, you know, to go on. It's been spoken about, you know, when kids go to school and, you know, people say things and, and stuff like that and they get their feelings hurt. So it it is something that, you know, nobody's thinking about, you know, when they finally decide to speak openly. So it, it, it's a lot, you know. Um, as far as the husbands, you know, I'm sure you didn't talked about this with your husband. And, you know, so he ain't going to be all that shocked. But the children, um, I agree with you 100%. You know, this is something that, you know, they don't have any say over. You know, a man can defend himself, you know, how he wants to – you know, uh, respond. But the children, you know, they are. They are, you know, pawns in this whole thing, and nobody cares about how they feel. And, you know, I and I have to say it like that because it, at, the, at the end of the day, that's what ends up happening. For whatever the reason is, you need to speak up now. You know, those children are not the biggest concern right now. It's the fact that you get your money because, again, we're not talking about, you know, people who are actually going for justice. We're talking about these people who are aiming for the dollar. So this is uh, this is some interesting and, and good points that you're making. All right. Uh, our brother Al has joined us, so I'm going to give this quote one more time and give him an opportunity to, to, to make a statement. Um, and I want to go to our next topic in a minute so brother al brother al good morning we're talking about the statement that diddy has come up with and he says enough is enough for the last couple of weeks i've sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character destroy my reputation and my legacy sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals Looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I do not do any. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for my truth. All right, brother Al. Good morning, brother Al. How are you? Everything is everything. Chop chop of the morning. Chop chop of the morning. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, Brother Al, you've heard Diddy's statement. What 
do you have to say about what he has finally opened up and said? Well, I, I think it, it, it sounds like it's like he fed up, like, you know, now that one person coming. It's so funny because I told Tamika that. I said, oh, yeah, more is going to come. Especially they, they sat and watched the outcome. Oh, he paid her? I'm, I'm getting paid too. So I knew more was coming, and it sounded like he just fed up. But then, like I tell people too, I don't wish bad on nobody, but it's also karma. All the dirty stuff that he have done to people in the music business just to make his money. You know, all that stuff comes back to you. I don't know why people think they can do so much dirt to people and think you're going to live a prosperous life. It don't work like that, you know. But um, it, like I said, it sounds like he's fed up. Like, okay, enough is enough. I didn't pay this $30 million or whatever. Enough is enough. So it just sounds like he's just fed up now, and he's going to speak out about it. Mm. Well, interesting that you're fed up with all of this stuff, you know, coming out of the woodwork. How interesting that you're fed up. Um, well, thank you so much for your Two cents, Brother Al. All right, gentlemen. There is a video that has gone viral. Did you... I'm turning your mic back on, Brother Ainsley. Um, Is there... Did you see it? I sent it to you. Brother Al, Brother Ainsley, did you see the video? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, so... To my listeners, to our listeners, there is a video of a young man who they say he's pulled over to change a tire. And when he pulled over to change the tire, as they were changing the tire, a woman cop out in Alabama uh, pulled over and asked him for some credentials for his ID and he said, why do I need to show that if I'm um, if I'm just changing my tire? He was with his brother and, a girl, and his girlfriend. And some words got exchanged, and somehow or another, he ended up on the ground. And um, she put his hands behind his back. She handcuffed him. But they say he t- she tased him once already, and that's how he ended up on the ground. And she handcuffed him and put him on the back of the car. He was laying on the back of the car. And when she went through his pockets, she found a handgun. So it shows her putting the handgun on the car. And then some words were exchanged, and she tased him in the back while his hands were already in cuffs. So he posed no threat. He was not resisting. The show, all of this is shown in the video. So she tases him directly in the back. So she, he breaks down and he's he's crying, and she says, "Shut up!" She's cussing at him. She's calling them names, and she says, "You know, you were you know big and bad pretty much before. Do you want more?" And he says, "No." And you know, the people are in an uproar, as they should be, um, because all of this took place while he was in handcuffs already. And 
now she's on administrative leave until they further investigate. Brother Al, I'll give you first cracks at this. What 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 say you when you watch the video? I was just disgusted. You know, I said, wow, it's still with the nonsense. And then the cops see what happened with the situation, and they still, like, it's like they didn't learn. They're still doing it, you know. And and I was just I was just disgusted. I was disturbed. I was disgusted. I was angry. I went through a couple of different emotions with that. And like you said, he was already handcuffed, so there wasn't no need for that. And then as they were looking, you know, they had all these charges against him. But then when they found out it was a video, all of a sudden now they started dropping a lot of those charges. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, because they said they, she didn't know that the brother was filming. And I'm sitting there like, wow, you know, it, it, it's just disgusting. It, it really is. And they need to do something about it. You know, these people, these officers who are doing things like this, they need to lose their job. Forget administrative leave. You need to lose your job. All right. Let's hear what our brother Ainsley has got to say. Brother Ains, what say you? Oh, when I saw it, I saw it before you sent it. And, you know, I, unfortunately, when I see uh, videos such as this, honestly, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I get, I, get, I get more than upset. I get angry. I, get, I really get upset because it's like this is a constant problem that's been happening, and unfortunately, it's going to continue to happen. And, you know, it brings up my own experiences. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I have, you know, encounters with the police. Almost all of them was negative. And you know, I've had guns pull on me and all this kind of stuff out on the road or different things. When you just mind your business. And it was like the main thing is you need the main thing, um, you really need to conduct yourself, you need to stay alive, first of all. No matter no matter what the the wrong you know, the action of the police officer is doing. But when I saw this, I mean I, I just honestly I was I get enraged because it's like this shouldn't be happening, you know. And then when I hear more of the backstory, I just saw the video, but then I understand the backstory. When I mean, he was just changing a tire and, yeah. and, and he want to run up ask for ID, what threat did he pose do you have to ask for ID in the first place? You know, and my first reaction would have been, if we don't know any better, why did I show you my ID? That's a normal reaction and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes police officers, they know how to ask questions to prompt a response, a negative response, so they can amp up the, amp up the you know, the ante and whatnot, to put them in a position, oh, I've have, I, have, I can have power or authority over you and stuff like that. So my action was really, uh, reaction was, you know, really anger. I can't even say upset, really anger. It just brings up a whole lot. Uh, I was angry, mad, angry, upset. Really, really. All righty, all righty. Uh, Pastor K.L., what say you? Well, of course you guys know that this is my state, uh, pretty much my town, not too far from me. So there has been a, a uproar here in Alabama. Um, I, I've stated quite a few times on this broadcast that, you know, Alabama is a racist state. 
you know, that we, we have not come away from that. You know, now that, that the whole Trump issue has, has come about, you know, we, we, we no longer hide behind the sheets or hide behind the mats. They let you know how they feel. Um, I think the whole thing was out of order. The whole thing was wrong. Alabama is an open carry state. So it was okay for him to have a gun. So that posed no threat. He, he, he was already handcuffed. He wasn't pointing the gun at the woman. In fact, he said while she was getting it, I have a gun. So he, he, you know what I mean? He, he, he alarmed her. He let her know everything. So the tasing was unnecessary. The whole stop was unnecessary. But but as Brother Ainsley say, you know, you got to do what you got to do to stay alive. You don't want to seem like you have conflict. First of all, if you look at the video, she was short in stature. This man was over six foot. So right there, she's going to say that she felt threatened. You know, so, I mean, you have to really be careful when, when you know who you are and know what you are. You know, you're, you're a black, big man. So they're going to use anything they can to get out of it. Should she have been suspended? No, she should have been fired. I, I think the video was cut and dry. There wasn't, there wasn't no cut and paste. You know, everything went from the beginning to the end. It was cut and dry. There, there, there's no, no need for investigation. Mm, no, and, and, and here's the problem. Like um, Brother Al brought up, you know, when when they arrested him, they had all these um, al, um, uh, charges, and one of the charges was he was a felon carrying a gun. Well, come to find out that he is not a felon. So that had to go out of the window. Um, they said several things that were not true. Um, and, oh, they said that there were drugs found on him. You know, I looked at several different videos about this, and that was another thing that was um, brought up, was that he had drugs on him, and that was not true at all. And like um, Brother Al um, said, as soon as they found all of these things, um, oh, well, when they found out that there was a video, because he initially, the handcuffed man, before he was handcuffed, he initially um, started videotaping. And then the brother picked up on it, picked up on videotaping um, afterwards. And when they found that there was a videotape, they then went to dismissing all of these um you know, charges, and he was, like, being held at $500,000 to drop that down to $5,000, and you're all right. This needs to be something that it needs to be dismissed, period. Forget about the $5,000 if because this was all a big old mess, and, no, she should not be um, – she should not be um, uh, suspended. She needs to be fired. Here's my thing. I thought I noticed the same thing. I'm like, okay, so here you are. You you're driving by yourself. You see um, a man um, changing a tire. Generally, 
they pull, pull over and ask, do you need any assistance? You stop by yourself. You're a little woman by yourself, and now you end up in a, do you, a little woman, end up in a big mess. Keep it moving. If you all that concerned, then why don't you call and, and put out on the radio? If you all that concerned, hey, you know, we have somebody, blah, 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 and you keep it moving. Let somebody else pick it up. But you are going to go and approach somebody by yourself, and now you're going to say that you were nervous? You should have been. You should have been. In stature alone, like Pastor KL said, you were no match for this particular man. So, listen, you out there driving by yourself, if this ain't, you know, something that you are confidently able to do, then you need to just give up this profession. Enough is enough. Now, here's where enough is enough. Enough is enough already. This this is, you know, it, this stuff has been going on way too long, way too long for this to continue and for this to this to still be a thing. This This here was just ridiculous. This is still a thing after all this time. So, you know what? She needs to be let go, and I'm going to be honest. That's probably going to be what happens just to silence the crowd. They're probably going to let her go. Um, Brother Ainsley, what do you think is going to subsequently happen if you had to take a guess? Well, I think um, this is where the uproar needs to, needs to continue. I'm glad to hear from my brother, Kale, since he's more closer to, he right at the location, you know, where it happened that, that you know, your voice has got to be heard. Um, I see that on the, the video, um, we can actually call the DA, and I do stuff like this, so I'll call the DA. Um, um, I got issues. I will call the DA and say, listen, all charges need to be dropped and charges need to be filed against the police officer. Because one thing, nobody you know, hasn't come up yet, but this, you got to remember this, right? When a police officer, whatever happens, whatever encounter that happens, before they bring up on the charges, they gotta, they got to put it on paper. they got to write it up. And when you go into court, it's under the penalties of perjury. Perjury, that's what gets most people. Sometimes it's not the crime, but it's perjuring, lying. That's what gets most people. You know, sometimes it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. So when you perjure yourself and you say, I saw this and it didn't happen, but now you got video proof that you you are completely lying, telling the other and whatnot. So now it's up to question your credibility. How many other times have you possibly perjured right. yourself? How right. many other times we're going to look into your history and see other cases you have arrested and look at further and look, look at how many things that might be possible. For all these reasons, she needs to be fired because now you have purposely perjured yourself. Only because now you get caught out there. Now the state attorney, the state attorney general, they say, "Oh, we're going oh, to just dismiss. We're not going to follow through with the drug charges." So now he don't have to face a five hundred dollar bond. Yeah, no. So we need to follow up. You know, people all over the U.S. I was saying, you know, uh, call the DA and that and that in that area and saying put the put the put the pressure on. You could say on the pose of perjury. Yeah, well, we're looking to see what's gonna happen. We're looking to see what's gonna happen. And furthermore, if we if we just lose her job and even if by chance she does not get um arrested 
and stuff like that. It needs to be it needs to be a permanent scar on her. Because a lot of times when police officers lose when they do lose their job, all they do is go to another police department and get That's a, right. get, a, get, right. a get another job. So we need this need to be fixed. You know, your job as a police officer is over. And it's another thing. I feel like, you know, I'm like if you if you're a police officer, you should not be scared. This is what you right. signed up for. Right, right, right. For my life. Why? Why are you in the job for? If you're scared for your right. life, then this is how for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was scared. No. I know you might be concerned, but this is a job. This is what you get paid for. So I ain't right. trying to hear that. I, no, 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 no. If you're so scared, then you should have stayed in your car and called for backup. Right. Or passed right. by, called for backup. When your when your backup is around, then you then you come on back on the scene and stuff. Like when you feel more secure and stuff like that. No, I think right. she needs she needs to be charging to be filed for perjury. Period. Straighten up. It's crazy. without even looking at. It, you can tell that is the case. Despite what whatever she whatever that that happened there, but she signed on the penalties of perjury. That alone warrants dismissal. Period. All right, y'all. This is the man who's worked in the law department, so he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Brother Al, what say you? Where should this go? First, I would like to say, let us pray. Brother Andrew seems very angry. Let us pray. <laughs> Let's all bow our heads. <laughs> no, but um, I understand the anger, though. Um, yeah, um, I agree with Brother Andrew. He, he said it all. You know, she needs to be have a mark on there that you can't. Okay, I, I get fired from here, but I can go work in another precinct and all that. No, you need to. She need to feel what you did to this man. You know, this man did absolutely nothing. You, you you came out with a vengeance. You you wanted to start something. You driving to all the old black man. Let me get him. And you find yourself up and you claim you were scared and, and you lied. But like that person, you you straight lied because the simple fact you knew what you did was wrong. You lie when you know that you're wrong. And and she know that she was wrong, so she lied. You know, so she she needs to lose everything, every every single thing. No job, no nothing. To just get you an EDT card and live. You done. <laughs> oh, brother Al said an EBT card. Go get the EBT card. No, you're not going to risk your job, lose your job, and now live off me. No, sir. Uh-uh. No, you need to be stripped even from that, and, and, and I'm, I'm straight up. I, I, my thing is, you you had a good job. You had a good job. Nobody set you up. Nobody fired you without cause. You did something. Now you going to go lay up on the citizens? Nah, you suffer this one. And, you know, I, I don't want to seem all that bad, but, no, I, that does not get my vote, Brother Al. Uh-uh, no EBT card for you. I can't get an EBT card? Nah, my brother, you don't get one either. Uh, can, can you get the food pantry? Did, did she go do that? Oh, yeah. You can do that. Okay. Stay okay, online cool. and wait. Can you get it for the food pantry? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't say we should starve her out, but, no, you're going to stand online and you're going to get that one. you you going to take that one. Get, get your shopping cart. And go stand out there, and and and, and, and work for you and your family, because that you don't know what that could do to him. 
that tasing, what that did to his body. All righty. Pastor KL, how do we move forward? What's it happen? Well, this is what I will tell you. If this young lady does not lose her job, there's going to be a mayhem in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, the the the, <clears throat> the teapot is already is already on the stove. It's about to ball open. You know, if they allow this, if they allow this teapot to ball open, it's going to be crazy. You know, we down here already are leery and have lost respect for the police. Remember, we are an open carry state. It's, it's going to be mayhem. You, you know, so if she doesn't do such, and, and then I think, you know, and this is just me, and, you know, I know Brother Angel could probably help me with this with, with, with the law, but I think if you did this to me, I, I, I'd be able to sue the department because this is harassment. You you stopped me without cause. You know, as you say, you know, I was a damsel in distress, and you never asked me for help. The first thing you wanted was my credentials. And all I'm doing is changing my tire. So it's not like I'm stealing tires off this off this car because I want to take it. You see that the, that the tire is flat. So here you are harassing me. You've injured me because you've tased me you know, uh, multiple times. So I, I think, listen, after you're fired, you should still taste the residue because I should be coming after the state. Something needs to happen. Mm. All right. Well, you didn't open up that question. Let's see what Brother Ainsley has to say. Brother Ainsley, Pastor KL says, hey, there needs to be a discrimination uh, a lawsuit or some other kind of harassment or something to follow up you losing your job. Y'all should pay just for hiring her because I guarantee you this ain't her first accusation. How's yeah, that go down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first you got the criminal aspects of stuff, so if her being put up on charges, but on the civil side, yeah. So, Generally, you know, we sue you sue everybody. So you're gonna sue her employer, um, whoever the police department, if it's under the city, the, you know, most of the time it's the city that is employees. Well, I'm gonna go how it is in New York. All right, I know definitely how it goes in New York. If I think the police department, for the police department is really a, just a sub department of the city, so it's really a city employee, and your employer are responsible for its employees. Right for their actions. Now, most of the time, they'll cover for and immune for stuff that normally happens. That might be just an accident. When it comes to police, they have this thing called qualified immunity. So it's like they automatically get immunity for stuff they do on in what while in the course of their duty. If they were acting within the course of their duty, they get disqualified immunity. My argument, I think, was is a big thing now is to remove the qualified immunity. Because one way how you can curb this behavior is that you know that you financially are more responsible for your actions, then you, you will conduct yourself a little bit more appropriate. If you falsely arrest somebody and they can come after you personally, then I think it will 
it would change things. Well, in this instance, what well, well, sometimes it happens, like the employer would say, well, look, um, yeah, we employed the person, but this person was not acting within the course of their, within their, within their, the scope of their duty. So we're not going to, we're not going to represent them. We're not going to immune them. But they got to cover their own liability for stuff. So no matter what, they need to sue, sue the, sue the, the police department and her personally, and within as an, an employee of the of the um, the town, the police department, whatever case can be. So whether or not um, it's more financial if for, for the guy, if the, the police department do. You don't go get paid, but you know she doesn't have real money like that. But for her to be financially responsible, um, most most definitely, you know, find more like they find her that she's as the video shows she's liable, she's lying. She probably she should be personally financially responsible. Mm. Well, thank you for that clarification. Wow, wow, wow. You know, <laughs> I, there's there's a lot to uh, to discuss here as far as liability. Again, you tased him on more than one occasion, and you know you don't know how this will reverberate into you know any type of health um, issue, and you have to you know you you're responsible for this stuff here. You you are literally responsible here, and I I, I think that what Pastor Kiel is saying is probably correct. It's it's going to be a mess because people are tired, and you know again these people are doing whatever it is they want to do, and you know when we we well, I think it was earlier this week did a story where they it was where the um. The one from uh, the one with the Tyree Nichols um, group, you know, they found out when he was a CO, he had all these allegations against him, and all these people, um, all of these allegations were pushed to the side. You know, they oh they did check this one out, but it was unfounded. Oh, they checked this one out, but no, they didn't do anything about this. And now the chickens have come home to roost, and it's it's bad because now you're gonna eat this one, and you should. I don't think, and I'll ask you gentlemen, and I'll start with you, Brother Ainsley, do you believe that although that they should be exonerated from having to pay for her actions? Should, should, should they be... Should they, um, should, should they be able to dismiss and take away their liability for her actions? Well, okay, okay. I, okay. I normally, I, from my understanding, just so you know, from a legal standpoint, your employer can say, "Listen, you agree to conduct." You tell your employee, your police officer, you agree to conduct yourself in a proper manner. You conduct yourself in a proper manner. You know, you you get, you know, you're immune from liability. We find that you are working outside. That's the terminology. Working outside. Of the scope of your employment, therefore we have we have a cause to say now we're not going to cover you for that. So you know, so therefore, the employee is now is now personally 
uh, is personally uh, at risk for for their own actions and stuff like that. So right. should they do it? Um, I think they should. I think they should. So that way, so that that way, officers need need to know. No, if you conduct yourself like this, you are going to have to be personally responsible. You're going to lose your job. I think they should. Because this, this to me, is a continuation of what was happening. All right, we do what we're going to do. If somebody's true, all right, they pay it. And just keep on going. When something hits your pocket, then you then you curb your behavior. You know what I'm saying? So if you get you got in a hurt pocket, you know, I think things will change. So in a sense, I say, yeah. They need to say they still have to pay themselves for employing her. That's what I'm asking. That that's what I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm not saying that the the cop herself shouldn't pay. What I'm saying is should the let's say the city of New York or the, the police department should they be able to say um say we don't we, you know what she wasn't acting you know properly so therefore you know we don't want to pay. Do you feel they should also have to pay? Oh no no no! Because she was only there because on your she was an agent of the of of the city of the employer. So no, you're in there. That, no, you can't get out of that. No 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 no. Okay. You, it was it wasn't for it wasn't for the employer. She wouldn't be there in the first place. So you can't no way okay. no way you get out of that. No matter what okay. happens. No okay. no no no. There's only right. like almost potential. Okay. Oh no, you ain't okay. in it. Mm-mm. All right, so Brother Ainsley says the police department should fry as well. Uh, Brother Brother Al, what do you say? Well, well, first I want you to, to correct uh, Pastor Carroll. He said they stopped him. They didn't stop him. He was staying there fixing the tire, minding the business he ran upon. That's what we want to call it, he ran upon. And everybody should pay. Everybody involved should pay. Her personally, the state, the city, everybody pay. So like you said, you never know what happened with this man. You know, he got tased, and, you know, Christ said, he never got tased before. You know, and, and it could, like you said, it could do something for him. So everybody pay, every single person. Okay. All right. Pastor KL, should everybody be on the chopping block? Or should it just be, you know what, she went outside the scope, as as the terminology says. So, you know what, we didn't think she was going to do something like that. So while we held responsible, I think she should just carry the blame on her own. What, what's your vote? Well, I, I, my vote, first of all, is that, yes, everybody should definitely pay. Definitely. Now, I'm going to take it a little deeper. Everybody should definitely pay pay this black man. Now when 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 you get a stain, we gotta pay this black man and this racist down. You gonna be a little bit more careful on who you hire. You 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 gonna start looking at you gonna start looking at these applications. You gonna start doing some real interviews because you can't afford to pay one of these jigaboos again. We already looking bad. So wow. yeah, everybody should pay. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> well, I'm going to hold my uh, my vote until I close. But I want to say thank you to our men 
for giving us a thought-provoking segment. Thank you so much for your contribution, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Let's get this benediction. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's Romans 15, 5, and 6. All righty. You know, there's a whole lot of, 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 of money that we're talking about today. We're talking about, um, what's his name? We're talking about Diddy and, you know, him paying. We're talking about him stepping last week, you know, stepping down from the magazine so that they can clear their name. You know, some of us say that he, he uh, I think it was Brother Al who said that, you know, he was smart. You know, he stepped away on his own. You know, there are those of us who say that, no, they asked him to leave. Um, either way, putting some distance between him and the um, the magazine. Um, we talked about the fact that um, there's a gentleman uh, suing 50 Cent, suing Courtney Kemp, suing Lionsgate. It's like four areas that he's suing um, to get his money because he says that they used his personal story, his life, to, you know, make power, to tell the story of Ghost in the Power series. So, yes, 50 Cent, Courtney Kemp, Stars, and Lionsgate. I know it was four. So he's going for the gusto. He's suing. He's suing everybody. Um, and we talk. We're talking here about the fact that we know this man is going to sue. Who he ultimately sues is the question right now. But who should pay? In this particular case, everybody needs to pay. I agree a hundred percent that. Um, you know, she's there acting, you know, on behalf of the, the police department. Do we really know that she's only doing what she wants to do? Is this encouraged somehow behind the scenes? I don't know. And neither do you. None of us work for that department, so we don't know. But let's just say that they don't encourage this type of behavior, this type of stereotyping, this type of um, treatment, um, this type of harassment, this type of discrimination. You are still there acting on behalf of this police department, and this is who hired you, and unfortunately, you're going to have to eat this one. And my feeling is, if you start making everybody pay, you know, we, we talk quite a bit here on It's Due Time about hitting them in the pocket. 
And my my vote says, you know what, if everybody has to pay, then maybe, then just maybe, everybody will wake up. You'll like Pastor KL said, you'll start watching how you hire, who you hire. You'll start looking into these people's background just a little bit more. You know, when somebody did move from one one police uh, force to the next, you'll start watching that because just like we've known here, I just got finished telling you earlier this week, you know, they, this guy is a part of a team of people who have been accused of killing this man for no reason. And now when they look back in his in his work history as a correction officer, he had those same allegations and they dismissed it when they hired him in Memphis. So if everybody has to start paying, then somebody's going to open up their eyes. If you start paying as the police officer who is responsible for this treatment, then you know what? And it's not just the, the police department that has paid, but it's coming out of your pocket, and now you are standing on the food pantry line. Maybe somebody will pay attention. But as long as you are able to keep your pension, you can go get an EBT card, whatever it is. As long as life goes on, it's not going to teach you no lesson. So right now, everybody needs to pay. Now, if you talk about, like, this whole thing with this guy, and he's suing 50, he's suing Courtney Kemp, he's suing Stars, he's suing Lionsgate. See, you, you done went all out of control. Because Lionsgate and Stars have no idea whether this is your life or anything like this. To be honest, you look at the story of power. Is that real foreign? If you think about it, how many stories do these people really live real life? They depict real reality. And they ain't foreign to come up with that. Your name just happened to be Ghost. Your Is your birth name Ghost? No. So it just happened to be Ghost, and it just happened to be Ghost. Poor you. But, you know, if you want to choose, you know, if you, like I said again, like I, a while ago, if you can actually say, you know what, you know, uh, 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 Pastor KL, knew me from back in the day. He used my personal story, and he knew it was my personal story. He even went as far as to use my street name. And now that he didn't use my street name, they're now looking at me, and he's caused me problems. If you can put your finger on something like that, that's 100% different. But if you, this is just something where, you know, just it is my story and my life and things like that, that's, that's, that, that, no, I'm sorry, go sit down somewhere. But in this particular case, you know, we're talking about this is the way people have had to live for a long time, for decades. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Brother Al and Pastor KL, this is how our male segment got started with the Black Lives Matter um, movement when George Floyd was killed by it, by the hands of a police officer, you know, who pinned him down. So this is where the origin of even this particular segment comes from on his due time with Pastor Steph. So that that was when, and then how long ago did that did it even start? So you know what. You need to pay. Everybody needs to pay. And now this just might be a wake-up call. Enough is enough. As Diddy has said, enough 
is enough. You out here, I agree 100% with Brother Ainsley. I I don't want to hear nothing about you trying to make it home. All I want to do is we just want to make it home. Quit. Quit. Q-U-I-T. Quit. Quit. If, if, If you are that concerned that you are terrified. Because, see, this ain't scared. This is terrified. The stuff that y'all doing, y'all more than scared. Then quit your job and go pack bags in Walmart. Do something where you feel safe. Ain't nobody mad at you. You took the job as a, 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 a police officer, and you realize you can't handle it. Ain't nobody mad at you. Ain't nobody mad at you. Go ahead. I, I, I give you a couple stripes for even thinking you could do the job. You, you Go ahead, go ahead. I give you a couple of stars for that. But now that you've realized that this is more than what you bargained for, especially if I'm a little woman and you got me out here by myself, no, nah, that's all right. You know what? You can't find me a partner. I, this, this, this ends my, my career here. Open up your mouth and say something. But for you to be a menace to the community because you claim you are nervous, you are scared, you just want to make it home, you just trying to, you know, live, you just trying to, you know, make a, get a career, this is not the avenue for you. And again, we're not mad at you. Go ahead and quit. But this, this here, this is not, this cannot be tolerated. This cannot be tolerated. You're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with people's um, mental health. You're dealing with their emotional health. I remember looking at the Bobby Brown documentary, and they said that the reason why he is such a mess is because when he was a kid, somehow or another the, they ended up in his house, the cops ended up in his house, and the way he saw them treat his mother, I believe, or the parents, one of the two, um, you know, when they were in the house and, you know, they kind of roughed them up, even verbally, he never had any more respect for the cops, any more respect for authority. Now, do I subscribe to that? No. However, can I say what will happen to people? No. But know that you can now contribute to people having this level of PTSD and you need to be shut down. So let's keep this lifted in prayer. Hopefully, before God close our eyes, we'll be able to see a change. It can happen. Will it happen? That might be after we're gone, but there's nothing God can't do. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, our men, for always coming through big time and who sends us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. If you've given Christ your life already, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord because later is not promised to any of us. Until Monday, God spares. It's I see what you're doing with Pastor Steph. Well, 
be, we'll be working on Sunday, so there will be no prayer until Monday. God spares. I love you.